You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: the roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. A Monday edition of Grant Napier here on Listen Up. Hope everybody is doing well. Man, we got a lot to talk about. Let's start with the Raiders here. No John Gruden, and the Raiders played one of the best games we have seen in a long time. I'm not really surprised that the Raiders won. I'm surprised at how well they played with all the distractions that they had during the week. And I've never been a fan of John Gruden as a coach. I've said that for a couple of years. I think he's an overrated football coach. But I got to tell you, I was really impressed with how good the Raiders looked yesterday uh, in Denver. I thought that was a complete game. Uh, really, really impressed with how they went about their business. Uh, you know, I don't want to say it was flawless, but I mean, even Mark Davis said after the game, you know, he thought that was as good as they have played uh, in a long time. And I, I don't disagree. You know, on the road, a division rival, uh, that was a big time, big time performance uh, by the Raiders. Of course, tonight, Monday Night Football, you got Buffalo and Tennessee. I think that's going to be a good game. I think Buffalo is the class of the AFC. I think they're the best team in the conference uh, tonight, taking on a Tennessee team at home that started off slowly with that opening season loss to Arizona. You know, at first we thought, gee, what's wrong with Tennessee? But then you look at Arizona and what they've been able to do. I mean, think about that victory that they had yesterday in Cleveland, I mean, they went into Cleveland and it was like men against boys. So you got the Arizona Cardinals that are undefeated. And, I mean, you could make the case they're the best team in the National Football League right now. That's how good they were. You know the routine. If you want to get on, you raise your hand. You hit that hand icon, and I will put you uh, right on. NBA starts tomorrow night. How about that? And they up in Portland. Uh, for you folks out there that listen to my podcast on Friday, I am going to have Jerry Reynolds as my guest. We're going to have an NBA preview. Uh, that is coming up for you on Friday. Looking forward to that very much. Ben Simmons. Now, did you see the video of Ben Simmons at practice today? I mean, you can't make this up. Ben Simmons is practicing, and he's got uh, his workout gear. He's got a, a shirt that says Philadelphia on it, and he's wearing uh, a pair of sweatpants that are, like, shorts. So, like, sweat shorts, you know, like, not really shorts, but not really sweatpants cut down to the knees and he's practicing with his cell phone in his pocket like like how, how do you how do you deal with that the guy is practicing with his cell phone in his sweatpants like first of all what the hell is doc rivers doing why, why is doc rivers allowing that that's awful i mean that's absolutely awful you got a guy out there that's in an NBA practice, literally practicing with a cell phone in his pocket. Well, what is going on with Ben Simmons? What is the deal with this guy? And then when they 
I guess the, the report I saw that at the end of practice, everybody put their hands in the middle and Ben Simmons was on the backside and didn't put his hand in. That's a guy that's not with the program. That is a guy that is not with the program. So anyway, we got that to talk about. If you want to get on, raise your hand, uh, hit that hand icon, and uh, we will talk uh, some NFL football. Anything else that happened uh, yesterday in the National Football League, uh, we can certainly uh, talk about that. Again, tonight you got Buffalo and Tennessee, the NBA season uh, opening up tomorrow uh, with uh, the marquee game. Brooklyn is at Milwaukee. And for the Kings, they open up the season against Portland uh, in the Pacific Northwest. You know, uh, but that's on Wednesday. You know, you think about uh, the Kings and you saw Jaron Jackson of Memphis getting a four-year deal, $105 million. And, you know, he earned it. He deserved it. Uh, But Marvin Bagley, who was drafted two picks before Jackson, has not earned it, did not deserve it. And there's no reason to give Marvin Bagley a rookie extension. There's no reason at all. I mean, why would you do that for? And I I applaud the Kings. Make him a restricted free agent. This is a big year for Marvin. You know, he obviously needs to get his house in order. You know, first of all, he needs to stay healthy. And then after staying healthy, he needs to have his dad stop criticizing Luke Walton and the franchise because it's a bad look. Marvin this past summer, a bad look, retweeting and liking things that, you know, uh, insinuated that he wanted out of Sacramento and the Kings needed to trade him. And that, that's not getting the job done for Marvin Bagley. I mean, that's that's a bad, bad look for Bagley. So, you know, he needs to do a better job too. And this is a big year for him because he's going to be a restricted free agent coming up at the end of this season. And the Kings can either match the deal or they uh, can give him a deal. I mean, they're not going to let him walk. That's for sure. I mean, he is a commodity. You know, the one thing I will say about Bagley, and that is he's got talent. You know, Marvin Bagley has got talent. He's a talented individual. He is a very talented individual. He just has to stay healthy. Now, the other part of this is Luke Walton, and how is he going to deal with Marvin when he's not playing defense? I mean, it's a two-way game. I mean, we know Marvin can score. You give him the ball on the low block. Uh, I think he's got an advantage. I mean, a guy is very talented around the basket, very talented indeed, but he's got to play both ends of the floor. And Luke Walton from day one has talked about how, you know, defense is going to be a priority this year. And obviously they draft Mitchell out of Baylor. You take a look at Halliburton from last year, you know, De'Aaron Fox who likes to play aggressive defense. You know, you can't have Buddy Heald and Marvin Bagley out on the floor, you know, playing one end of the floor. You know, you, you got to play some defense too. You know, if you're playing defense with only three guys instead of five, uh, you're not going to be that effective. You know, there's a thing called individual defense and there is team defense. But if you are a two guard in the NBA and you can't stop anybody and your power forward can't stop anybody, you're not going to be a very good defensive team. So for the Kings, we're going to keep an eye on that. But as far as not giving Marvin Bagley a rookie extension, uh, he didn't earn it, plain and simple. Did not earn it, didn't deserve it, and so we'll see what happens uh, this year. So if you want to talk some NBA basketball, again, the mar- marquee game tomorrow starting the season is Brooklyn at Milwaukee. Uh, we'll talk about that. And uh, anything else that you want, just hit that hand icon, and we will put you right on. Grant AP here on Listen App, coming to you from beautiful South Florida. And again, 
If you want to talk NFL, who you like tonight with Buffalo uh, and Tennessee? I'll tell you, the Bills, after that opening loss week one uh, to Pittsburgh, they have righted the ship, and they are really, really, really good. I don't think there's any question about that. I think the surprise team in the NFL right now is the Arizona Cardinals. No one expected them to be undefeated uh, through six weeks of the season. But not only are they undefeated, uh, they are just kicking the butt out of everybody in the National Football League. I mean, let me tell you something. For them to go into Cleveland and do what they did to the Cleveland Browns, that was like men against boys yesterday on the shores of Lake Erie. That was very, very, very impressive. So, again, if you want to talk about any of those things, uh, you want to talk about the baseball playoffs, uh, we can certainly do that. I have not had a chance since that debacle of, and I have had a chance, but, you know, we talked about the way the Giants and the Dodgers ended, and then you see, you know, Atlanta winning the first two games in that series. You got Houston and Boston uh, exchanging wins uh, at Minute Maid, and that that's a series that looks like it's going to go the distance with uh, the Houston Astros uh, and the Boston Red Sox. So we got a little bit of everything. I'll tell you the one thing I do not understand. I do not understand how the Cincinnati football team, all right, the Bearcats are ranked second in the country. Have you looked at their schedule? Seriously. Anybody out there think Cincinnati would be undefeated if they played in the Big Ten or the SEC? I mean, if uh, Cincinnati had to play uh, Penn State, Iowa, Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, or even three of those teams, or if they were in the SEC and had to play Georgia, Alabama, all right, uh, even Kentucky, and all of a sudden, Kentucky. You know what? I like the way Kentucky played on Saturday against Georgia. I thought they played. I thought they gave them a good game. I really did. I thought actually, I thought the game, for the most part, was closer than I expected. But does anybody think Cincinnati would be undefeated if they were playing in the SEC? Are we are we really having this conversation right now? I don't. I don't like the fact that Cincinnati is that high in the rankings with their cupcake schedule. And have you seen their schedule the rest of the way? It's Cupcakesville. They have one game that may be interesting towards, uh, I think it's in November, uh, SMU. SMU right now I think is uh, 22nd in the country. So by the time that game gets here, they may be uh, completely unranked or they may move up a little bit. But, you know, when I think of, you know, Cincinnati and their schedule, they got one quality win this year at Notre Dame. And what's Notre Dame, 13th in the country, 14th? Um, I, I, I don't get it. I really don't, you know, and I understand that college football is a, is certainly not an exact science and I understand how these things work, but does anyone really think Cincinnati is one of the top four teams in the country in college football? And the other part is how do we know, how do we know with the schedule, uh, that they play? So I'm looking for your phone calls, uh, hit that hand icon. Raise your hand, uh, and I will get you right on. Coming to you on Listen App uh, each and every day this week, except for Wednesday. I'm traveling on Wednesday. I'm going to be in the air all day, so I will not be able to do the show on Wednesday, but I'll be coming to you Tuesday, Thursday, uh, and Friday uh, right here on Listen App. So looking forward to that. Uh, why don't we get to uh, some of the phone calls right here on this Monday edition of Grant Napier Live with Al. Hello, Al. How- I'm good, Grant. How you doing? Al, I'm doing well. Thank you very much. Go ahead. Yeah, um, I'm right with you there on Buffalo, man. I've got Buffalo for me. I'm a Rams fan. i got Buffalo, the uh, best team right now. It's 1A and 1B with them and the Cardinals. I mean, 
the Cardinals, they came in as SoFi, whipped my team, and then they go into Cleveland and yep. whipped the Browns, who you know were pretty good. At least I, they were playing well, but um, I'm right there with you on the, on the Buffalo and, and the Cardinals. They're just looking uh, phenomenal. Yeah, you know, the, the, that's the good news. Uh, the bad news is they don't give out trophies in the month of October, and there are a lot of things that can change the fortunes of a season, you know, an injury. But, I mean, Murray for Arizona – he looks like the real deal. I mean, the guy has been absolutely uh, unbelievable. He has really played well. That entire Arizona Cardinals team has surprised me. I thought they would be okay this year. I didn't think they would win the division, yeah. and they still may not win the division, but I thought they could be a, a clear wild card team. Right now, though, they look like the class of that tough NFC West. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I like, I like, I'm like you. Yeah, I liked uh, their acquisitions. They got JJ Watt, and they yep. picked up some veterans. I like a veteran who's. I think still got a little bit like A.J. Green. They got a little left in the tank. Maybe they're not the player they were, but they come into a young team and it could really be a locker room, you know, presence for a young team who's trying to, you know, get to the next level. And uh, I just want to also say, you know, Dave Roberts with the baseball playoffs, yep. you know, he's throwing someone Scherzer out as a closer. And then, you know, it looks like he's kind of, Scherzer's 37 years old. They're kind of, I think he's kind of. You think he's kind of. His strategy's backfiring. He's got Urias coming out there. I mean, is he? Is this? What do you think of that? Hey, you know what? You got to win. You, it's October. You got to win, and you do whatever you have to do to win, and you don't worry about. Uh, you know, you put your best players out on the field yeah. to try to win important games. I don't really have a problem with it. I mean, the Giants did that a couple of years ago with Madison Bumgarner. You know, he came out of the bullpen for a, yeah. you know, a huge relief appearance. You know, at this time of the year, you got to do what you got to do to win the games. Now they're now they're behind the eight ball. They got to win four out of the next five. Yeah. Um, by the way, I listened to your uh, the, the podcast with Tim Brando. Loved it. Great show. You. you know, he he said uh, he didn't he wouldn't be surprised if uh, Kentucky kept it close against Georgia and then Georgia eventually pulls away. So it seems like Tim knows his, uh, his yeah, college football. Yeah, he does. But I agree with you. You know, college, you know, like, like you said, they fixed a lot of it with the, with the playoff system. You know, it is what it is. You know, I guess we'll just see. But anyway, thanks for taking my call. Sorry Thank about you. your Giants, man. You guys are just injury they're, riddled. They're, they're embarrassing. No, they're not injury riddled. But, you know, riddled. it, it was three nothing. It was three nothing at, at the first quarter. And then and Jones just started handing out, you know, the Turnover trust, trust me, the Giants had no chance in that game, and thank you for the call. They had no chance. They got beat by a superior team. The Giants are bad on both sides of the ball. has nothing to do with injuries. It has to do with bad management. David Gettleman, who has done a horrible job drafting, uh, it's not Jones. Uh, they have Their offensive line's bad. Their, their defense, they have no pass rush at all. They're not able to get to the quarterback. Uh, they can't run the football. They're terrible. You know, they're, they're bad in every single facet of the game. That's all there is to it. They're bad. They're absolutely bad. Thanks for the call, Al. I really appreciate that. If you want to be next, just raise your hand, hit that hand icon, uh, and I will get you right on. But there's no the, – the, the Giants – this is interesting. Since 2017, the Giants have the worst record in the National Football League. Think about that for a minute. The New York football Giants, the worst record in the NFL since 2017. It's embarrassing. Embarrassing. You know, they, and, and I mean, like, what's going on out there? Seriously. It's terrible. Absolutely horrible. And they got booed off the field yesterday. 
and they should get booed off the field. They absolutely should get booed off the field. I, I don't know why you would go to the game and not boo that team. I mean, if you're going to pay that kind of money, you know, spend all day going to the stadium, spending that kind of money, the concession prices, which are freaking ridiculous there. And guess what? I'd be booing too. Uh, you should be booing. Terrible. A pathetic performance yesterday uh, by the New York Giants. They won't win. Uh, they'll be lucky to win three games this year. They'll be lucky. And they play in a bad division outside of Dallas. You know, Philadelphia, Washington, bad division. They still won't win three games. They may beat Miami in December in South Florida. The Dolphins stink too. That's about it. I don't, I don't see many wins. If you can't beat the Atlanta Falcons at home, uh, I don't see many wins on the schedule. That, that is a bad, bad football team. Bad football team. Poorly managed. Uh, really needs uh, an absolute uh, overhaul. Again, football tonight, Monday night. You have Buffalo at Tennessee. If you want to comment on that, we'll do so. If you want to talk about the uh, opening of the NBA season tomorrow or the Kings uh, in Portland. You know, the one thing about the Kings – they didn't make any moves in the offseason. You know, they made a draft pick, and they must feel like that's good enough to compete in the West. You know, I, I, I'm not so sure that it is. Yes, you got Halliburton a year older, but you have the same team, plus you have a draft pick. And you look at the West. I could see the Clippers falling down a little bit this year because no Kawhi Leonard. I think that's going to be an issue. The Warriors are going to be better. I mean, we, we talk about the teams at the top. Phoenix is not going to be as good, but they're good. Utah is the real deal. You know, the Lakers are going to be really good. Denver's going to be really good. Utah is going to be really good. I mean, we already know the teams are going to be very good. And then the Kings didn't make any moves. You know, what moves did they make? Right? You bring them back pretty much the same team plus a draft pick. Now, all of a sudden, you're expected to be a playoff team? Well, you know, again, I, I don't see it. I really don't. You know, they have good depth in the backcourt. Should they have injuries? But, you know, and, and what about Marvin Bagley? You know, is Bagley going to stay healthy? And if so, you know, is he going to look like the player that the Kings thought he was going to be when they were what, four years ago when they took him as the second overall pick in the draft? I mean, look at that draft class. Luca is a stud. DeAndre's a stud. Trey Young's a stud. Jaron Jackson just signed for four years, $105 million. And, you know, Bagley gets hurt getting out of the shower in the morning. You know, it's time to get on the court and play some basketball, for crying out loud. And it's time to get his dad to shut up. You know, we, we don't need to hear his dad this year. You know, if Marvin comes out of the game in the fourth quarter, uh, you know, I think Luke Walton knows more basketball than Marvin Sr. That's just my, my viewpoint. So no more social media nonsense from the Bagley family. If you don't like it, shut up, all right? Don't be going on social media and embarrassing your son because that's what you're doing. You're embarrassing. You are absolutely embarrassing your son. You know, if you're if you're Marvin's father, you're doing nothing more than embarrassing your son. I, I do not understand that in any way, shape, or form, how you could do that. That's just a bad, bad look. And, you know, Marvin needs to take care of his house, right? He needs to take care of his house. He needs to fix that. And I think he can. But it's, uh, it's a tough situation when you have your dad getting involved like that. That's a real, real bad situation real bad but again i think it's good you know make him earn his deal make him absolutely earn his deal earn it 
Matt, you're on with Grant. Go ahead, Matt. What's going on, Matt? Matt. Hey, hey Matt, Grant, got a King's do. question ahead, for Matt. you. Yes, Can sir. you hear me? Yes, go ahead. Uh, got a question about uh, King's. What can you a little insider info from you if you can pass it along on the Dave Yeager hiring and firing? First of all, would you take Dave Yeager over Luke Walton or Luke Walton over Dave Yeager? It's not a matter of who I would take. Um, it, I wouldn't choose one over the other. Uh, the reality is there were some issues with some of the players on the team uh, and Dave's couple of last months and the management decided to go in a different direction. I'm actually a fan of both guys, and I'm not just, you know, I'll give you the honest answer. Uh, Dave Yeager is an assistant coach with Philadelphia right now, and we'll see with Luke. I mean, he's entering his third year. This is the year for Luke. I mean, there is no tomorrow for Luke. He's got to have this team, you know, win near half their games uh, to be able to come back next year, in my opinion. So I know a lot of people are saying, well, gee, you know, the Kings won 39 games when Dave Yeager was here, and then they regressed. Why did they fire Dave? There were some issues with some of the players on the team as it related to Dave, and because of that, the Kings made a move. Anything else? That, All right, um, thanks very much for the call. Uh, you know what? We got a bad connection, so I let you go, but thanks very much for the call. I really appreciate that. The You know, to me, this is a bottom-line business. And the Kings have not made the playoffs in such a long time. And they've gone through so many coaches. And I keep on saying this. Coaching is not the problem with the Kings. I can't even list all of the coaches since Rick Adelman. I don't have enough time. Coaching is not the problem with the Kings. And I know the fans in Sacramento have completely lost their patience. And you can't blame them. And if the Kings should... And I'm not saying that they will. If they should get off to a slow start or a bad start this year, oh, boy, it's not going to be good. And their schedule is very difficult. Now, they may get a break. You know, two of the games early on in the year are against New Orleans, and Zion Williamson is still out. He's another guy that has to stay on the floor. You know, I keep on hearing New Orleans this, New Orleans that. You know, New Orleans isn't doing squat unless Zion Williamson is on the floor. That's for sure. Not, not that anybody in New Orleans cares. Nobody cares about that team. But around the NBA, you know, I, I don't see New Orleans being relevant without uh, that young man. I mean, he's the real deal. We know that. Zion needs to be on the floor uh, for New Orleans. But, you know, the first two games at Portland, you know, Portland to me is going to be fighting for that last playoff spot in the West. You know, I think they've got some holes on their team. Yes, they have Damian Lillard. Yes, they have McCollum. But, you know, I like the way the Kings match up with them. I really do. I wouldn't be surprised if the Kings go up there and win that game on Wednesday night. It would not surprise me at all. John, you're on with Grant Napier. Hi, John. Hi, Grant. I got a couple questions for yes, you. Yes, sir. Uh, so just something, to, not really a question, but Ben Simmons, I think he may be, um, maybe he's trying to cause trouble intentionally with being in the sweatpants and having the cell phone with him to try to get out of there, you know, a little bit quicker. That's what other players have done, like uh, yep. James I don't Harden disagree with and, that. Um, I, I don't disagree with that. Jimmy Butler, you know, he, they may be just trying to cause a little trouble just to get out of there quicker. Um, no question. You know, on Bagley, what about just letting Bagley walk? You said not, not, not going to let him walk. What about letting him walk? Because um, Well, I, I don't see, you know, a lot would depend on how he plays this year. If he has another horrible year, and what I mean horrible, if he's injured and everything else like that, then he probably wouldn't get a very good offer as a restricted free agent. And at that point, um, you know, may, maybe the Kings would or maybe they would. 
that's a great question. Uh, the thing about Marvin that you have to understand, he's very talented. You know, it's not like he can't play. He's a very talented player. And, you know, you you have to hope that he stays healthy so that he can help the team because, you know, it's not like he can't play. It's not like he doesn't know how to play. The guy's a very talented player. Well, my thing with Marvin, and I'm going to be watching him closely this uh, when he's in the game this season, is that he may be kind of one of those guys that's super athletic and super talented but doesn't really have a great, super great f- – uh, I see him on the perimeter, just kind of holding the ball for a split second, and then he just drives into three guys in the in the in the in the paint. I don't see him doing too much on defense as far as team defense goes. What do you think about that? Like, do you think he has a great? You're talking about the, the feel of the game. You, you're talking about his basketball IQ and the feel for the game. Well, now he's entering his fourth year, even though he's been hurt a lot. Now it, there is there is no more excuse. I mean, sure. it it has to happen for him this year. Yeah, and uh, just I guess I only have one question, but the last thing is like roster didn't improve. I agree with you for the Kings, didn't improve that much at least. And if Barnes gets hurt, he was a leading minute getter last year because he had, yep. because his position was there was not many people in his position. If he gets hurt, like for twenty games or something, that could be a disaster for this season. Yeah, the Kings are. I mean, like they they need good luck with injuries. I don't think there's any question about that. I I, I think that is very true. Um, we'll see. I think they're a little thin up front. Uh, on the front line, I think in the backcourt, they've got a lot of depth. I'm not so sure I would say that on their front line, but yes, uh, they got to be relatively lucky with injuries this year to win uh, half their games. And winning half their games in that conference is not going to be easy. For sure. Okay, thanks, Grant. Hey, have a great rest of the day. Thank you, John. Really appreciate that. Hey, if you want to get on, uh, hit your uh, hand icon, raise your hand, and we'll get you right on here on Listen App. Again, I'm coming to you tomorrow, 3 o'clock Pacific. I'm off Wednesday as I'm flying, Thursday and Friday. Uh, I'll be doing the show again, uh, 3 o'clock Pacific. You know, we keep on talking about this. It is a bottom line business. No one cares if you've got injuries. Nobody, you know, it's about going out and winning basketball games. And, you know, I think the game up in Portland is going to be a really close game. I think the Kings match up very well with the Blazers. Uh, The Blazers, to me, with a new coach in Billups, and they may take a while. They may take a little while to find themselves. They may take a little while. You know, that may not happen for a while. And I think if you're going to play Portland and I know that playing up in Portland is never easy, but if I have to play Portland, I think I'd rather play them earlier in the season right now. I I think you might be catching them at a good time. So I I think the Kings are going to play well uh, up there. I think they match up very well with the Blazers and I think they got a good chance of going up there and, and winning a basketball game. I'm not sold on the Blazers currently right now. Yes, they have Damian Lillard, and Damian Lillard has been unbelievable, particularly against the Kings. Uh, he has been a Kings killer, but I think the Kings have a really good chance uh, going up there uh, and winning uh, that road game. Speaking of the Kings, uh, you know, again, we're going to be talking a lot uh, right here on Listen App. We'll be taking a lot of your phone calls. Uh, If you want to talk about the NFL real quickly before we say goodbye for the day, hit that hand icon, raise your hand, uh, and we will get you right on. All right? It's very easy to do. And by the way, I really do appreciate all of the people uh, that are starting to call the show. It really is awesome. It is absolutely awesome. Anita, how are you today, Anita? Uh, Doing awesome. How are you doing? I'm very well. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Just a couple of things. First, um, you know, on the Kings, and you were talking about, you know, their chances against uh, Portland and, and there have been a few teams that last year they kind of had their number and matched up well and 
and um, you know won the series against that team like Dallas. Uh, they played yes. well against the yes. Clippers. Yep. Uh, you know, and there are just some teams they play well against. Um, you know, the, the you know some of the teams they should beat, they sometimes don't beat. So, Correct. and the teams they shouldn't beat, they seem to have their number or match up well. So I think this year it's going to be interesting to see if that is um, you know is that holds true again this year if they do seem to um, you know you know be able to beat Dallas and to beat the Clippers and um, that's a great point that you wouldn't expect them to be. That's a great uh, point. So I think if they, they can, yep. oh, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead, please. I'm sorry, I interrupted no, you. Go ahead. No, that was okay. I was just going to say, if they can do that, you know, maybe they do have a chance just to get that tenth spot or that ninth spot and get that playoff experience, even if it's one and out. I mean, you got to start somewhere. Yeah. So it's it's a step, and that's yep. what I'm looking for them to do. Too. Just take a step further. Yeah. They also the they also year. beat Denver a couple times last year, and Denver was a far superior team. You know, they beat Dallas three times. Uh, you're right. They had a lot of quality wins, but it's the Minnesotas and the Memphises and the you know those are the teams that are going to determine your fate at the end of the year. Uh, and you're probably not going to beat Dallas three times this year. But, you know, really, in the last three years, they've done a very good job. They've played very well for some reason. They match up very well uh, against Dallas. They've done a really good job. Uh, but you make a very good point. They did beat some teams that were much better than them in the standings last year. And, again, Denver being an example and Dallas being the other example. And the Clippers, you're right. They they played very well against the Clippers last year. Yeah, and I think what hurt them last year was they lost the teams they should have beat. You know, you can't, you yes. can't, you can't lose to Cleveland and you can't no. lose to uh, who are the Hornets and, you know, teams in the Pistons and the teams you should have beat, you didn't beat. I mean, Great the teams point. you absolutely should beat because there were three games out of that, out of the, you know, making that 10th, uh, getting that 10th spot because you lost the teams you absolutely should not have lost. So there's not even a question. So I think if they take care of that this year, don't lose to the teams that you should lose to beat the teams you should beat and beat some of those upper echelon teams, then maybe you eke it out. But it's going to come down to health, matchups, and, you know, we don't know. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what it, what it looks like. But And that's what I'm thinking about the Kings. But I did have a question for you. You're talking about the Cardinals yeah. and Kyler Murray. If I recall, his rookie season um, wasn't that great. And, boy, that, you know, everybody, you know, he's, you know he, they shouldn't have taken him with that kick. And blah, blah. I don't know if you remember that, but he really, he really took a lot of flack his rookie season. So to see yes. him having success now, and I know yep. a lot of it is, you know, who you, the personnel they have now, but my question is this. So when I look at a team like that, or even like, you know, you know, uh, you know, I'm a Cowboys fan, but I'm still, I still need to see them play. They beat the teams they should beat, And we don't play Arizona until week 17, I believe. Right. So, and that may be a game that doesn't matter for either team. So you Correct. can't even go by that. So when I look at, you know, the, the Bills and the Cowboys and, 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 the, and Cardinals and, you know, and some of the other teams, you know, I need to see them play each other to really get a feel, you know, play some of the some of the um, upper echelon teams. And uh, and so I got to look at the Cowboys schedule and see what, you know, what teams do I need to see them beat and not not how they won yesterday, because that was an ugly win. I mean, we'll take it. But um, and, you know, in Arizona, who who. So my question is, who. Would you say you need to see Arizona go up? What go up against, and win handily before you're like, okay, you know. No one. They, you know what? Injury. I already saw them. I already saw them. They went into mm -hmm. L.A. 
two weeks ago and beat the Rams at SoFi. Ooh. I don't need to see anymore. They just went into Cleveland in the dog pound and embarrassed the Browns. I don't need to see anymore. I've already seen what I need to see from the Cardinals. They're a legit team. They're a legit team on offense. They're a legit team on defense. And I've already seen what I need to. So, you know, here's the deal. You got to remember, Anita, there are a lot of bad teams in the NFL this year. But those teams that I just mentioned, particularly the Rams, that's a really good football team. And they manhandled them. So I don't need to see. I've already seen the Cardinals enough that I can say they're a legitimate threat to win the NFC this year. Now, I'm not I'm not picking them right now. But what I'm saying is, you know, they, along with Dallas, along with Green Bay, along with the Rams, you know, and, of course, Tampa with Tam, uh, Tom Brady, those are your best teams. Those are your legitimate teams. And they are they're the real deal. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And you would throw the Bills in there, too. Well, yeah, but you, I'm talking NFC. In the AFC, NFC, okay, yes, yeah. yeah, those I mentioned all NFC teams. But in the yeah. AFC, yes, clearly the Bills are in that category. No doubt about that. Yeah, so it's going to be fun to see, you know, barring injury, if these yep. teams can stay healthy. This is going to be a lot of fun when we get down to the nitty-gritty. So I'm excited. Hey, thanks for taking the call, Hey, Brad. thank you, Anita. You take care. Good hearing from you. Bye-bye now. That's a really good call from Anita. You know, I'm going to wrap up this show a little early because I have an event that I have to be at here, and uh, they're waiting for me. I'm going to be back tomorrow at uh, 3 o'clock Pacific, 6 o'clock Eastern, right here on Listen App. We'll take more of your phone calls. We'll talk about the Monday night game. We'll get you ready for the start of the NBA season. So I'm looking forward to that. Thanks very much. You make it a great rest of the day. And thank you for your calls. It means a lot to me right here. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.